93.9. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I'm going to go out and say I was on the field. I was in the middle of the field at that. I saw it go through the uprights. It had about a foot foot of uh, room to spare. I was going to go celebrate with Zach. And I had a quarter of my eye. I saw a bunch of this, like, you know, no good. And so I looked back, and the rest were doing it. And I look at Zach. And I look at everybody else, and our, all of our jaws just dropped. Like, there's no way. There is University of Oklahoma tight in Braden Willis talking about the uh, final moments of the game at least offensively against Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. I was watching him cuz you know we're we're on the sideline. We can't you can't see sure. uh, if it's good or not. And so I usually just kind of look either for the officials or just kind of see what like the player's reaction is as the ball's kicked and going through and you know, the deep snapper, Braden Willis, uh, the kicker. Right? There was a bunch of guys that put their hands up as good. And then when it signaled no good, a bunch of guys stood there in disbelief. Um, and then Braden Willis right, was beside himself screaming at the official, <laughs> the head official right there, that there's no way that wasn't good. And uh, was losing his mind out there. So, yeah, it was wild. Well, he thought it was good. Brent Venables thought it was good. Bob Stoops, we just heard from him last hour. He thought it was good. I think the biggest crime is that that's not a reviewable play. And maybe it's not as simple as that. But everything else is reviewed. Dude, if a, if a pick is reviewable, like we saw against the West Virginia game that erases a touchdown, I'm sorry, but I think a field goal should be a reviewable play too. If we're going to review things like that. Right. No, I mean that's that's a that's a good point. If you're calling a essentially what you're saying is pass interference is a reviewable play and if you're saying pass interference is a reviewable play, then how is the scoring play not reviewable? Yeah, um, it's But I'm not saying for one second that even if that is a reviewable play, I have any confidence that that officiating crew was going to get the call right even if it was good. They would have looked at and it. They would have looked at it on a six-inch screen for about forty-five seconds and said, "No, we'll go with our buddies. It's no good." And here's the other thing, you know, and if it is good, whether they called it good or reviewed it and called it good, that doesn't mean you win the, fo- the, the football game. It's true, and and it doesn't mean you deserved to win the football game. You had plenty of other plays uh, between that moment and when the game started. To, to easily go win that game, uh, even that one, uh, just hit a better kick to where it's not even a discussion, you know. So, But, you know, it still still leaves you angry. Uh, yeah, very, very angry. Russ in Atlanta says, did you guys say that DJ Colden has entered in the portal? He means CJ Colden? I might have uh, heard the name wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not, not CJ Colden. No, no. Jordan Mukes uh, is, has entered into the portal. Or going to enter into the portal. What, you said Mukes, Marcus Major, and would you say Eaton? <laughs> I did not say Marcus Major. Are you trying to be funny? I did not no, say I, Marcus well, who Major. Who did you say? 
no, I, all I said was Jordan Mukes. I was reading a text last segment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That said okay. uh, Josh Eaton and Bryson Washington to follow. But no, oh, Bryson Washington. Yeah, no Marcus Major. Where did I come up with Marcus Major? I Who have. N- that's why I thought you were kidding at first. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, okay. That, yeah, that was just a text message. I wonder. I, I thought maybe they were talking about what you read off of the text message. But, yeah. Um, I hope C.J. Colden doesn't transfer. And I hope he's got another year. I don't even know who's got another year or not. It's uh, It's too difficult. Is it on Soonersports.com, like who's eligible next year and who's not? I, I, I don't think so, no. I know. It we should need to be. We simplify like, this sh- for you. Right. If you've got a roster, it should tell you. Don't tell me if they're a senior or not because that term is now worthless. Just tell me how many years of eligibility they have left. Uh, let me read a few texts here. They have pylon cameras. Why not have a camera pointing straight at the goalpost? Fair. Uh, everything yeah. in overtime should be reviewable, especially scores of any kind. Yes. Tech would have scored a touchdown if needed. Maybe if Braden Willis doesn't drop a walk-in touchdown, there is no field goal to miss. Dang. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's like I said, plenty of opportunities to um, to win that football game. Like To me, that was not the deciding factor. But like, here's the thing. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's an offsides. I don't care if it's holding. I don't care if it's a field goal. If someone, if it's a blatant mistake and we can all see it, it should be reviewable and fixed immediately. If someone can look at it and say, oh, my gosh, that is a blatant miss, just fix it right there. That's, that's how it should go. Oklahoma averaged 34 points per game. Texas scored 35 points per game. That's with OU scoring zero against Texas. DG is so much better than Quinn Ewers. Yes, if given oh, the so opportunity, close. there is uh, no way I would trade Dylan Gabriel for Quinn Ewers. Plus, he right. cost a whole lot more, so I definitely wouldn't do that deal. Right. Would not need to think about it. Yep. Uh, I think C.J. Colden's got one more yeah, yeah, year, yeah, by he, the way. Yeah, he does. Sorry. I, okay. Yeah, he does. Um, do you want to live in at least a little bit of positivity for the next five yeah. to six minutes? Okay. Yes. I, I don't know how much it's going to bring, but uh, we do have a question up on our Twitter page, the ref, at KREF Sports. It was in a very up-and-down regular season for OU. What was the single best moment from the 2022 season? And I want to read some of these responses and text line, of course. You can interact as well. Bobby says the first quarter of Bedlam. First quarter of Bedlam was pretty awesome. For, it was. For Teddy, for 15 minutes of game action – all of the crap that had happened up until that moment um, seemingly disappeared. Yeah. It was great. I it was it was all, I totally forgot about the season they were having when they were rolling up a 28-0 deficit in the first quarter. Yeah, it was um, it was uh, it was awesome. It was fun. You had uh, offense was electric. Defense was forcing turnovers and forcing punts. Uh, it was it was exactly what you want to see, and the crowd was going crazy. It felt like it was going to be one of those epic beatdowns of a rival, yeah. like you were handed uh, earlier in the year. <laughs> nice, or or Oklahoma State was handed earlier in the year as well, right in uh, Manhattan. Uh, let's see. BJ says after Nebraska win, hopes were high. Pfft, hopes were high. That's one way of saying it. <laughs> you you should have heard the post game show that night. 
and me on the drive back from Omaha the next day. Yeah. That yeah, the Nebraska trip, we'll always have that from this season. Um at Sooner D. Lewis says his single favorite moment was when it ended. <laughs> so he, yeah. even when it tries to get positive, yeah. it always goes there. This is cool from Jeremy Richardson. My son and I attending an OU game in person for the first time, and it was Bedlam to make it more special. They sent a pick along. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? The Nebraska trip. It was an awesome venue, an awesome location. I mean, the, the whole weekend was just really cool. Hmm. Um, the only thing is I really felt bad for those guys in the second half, and – I think OU fans felt it as well. There were some that kind of, you know, really toned down their cheering in the second half with the touchdowns because it was just the most depressing feel ever in that stadium. Guy, you felt bad for him. Couldn't help it. At least I did. Yeah. Did Texas tone down their cheering in, in the uh, I don't know. Cotton Bowl? I, I got the hell out of there at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> so I'm not sure. You have to ask someone else. Yeah. I'm not sure – I, uh, I like what you said, but I'm not sure that you can take a, an entire road trip as a moment of the season. Well, I am, because there's not a whole lot to pick from. Slim yeah. pickings here. Okay, how about uh, the Dylan Gabriel run? Yeah, at like Nebraska. Yeah, 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 yeah. Needed if you it. You want one Down, single moment. Uh, yeah. Place was insanely loud at the time, and um, we we had to have that play for sure. Yeah, that was that was big. Yeah, that's, I, I would say that's probably it. Ryan says the spring game was the single best moment, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Seriously, that was that was awesome. Jacob says Laulu pick against the Cowgirls. Ray says yep. beating little brother for the 91st time. Um, so the majority of the responses here are, you know, winning Bedlam. Dan says uh, Drake Stoops uh, catch one shoe, cue the lights. He had a couple of awesome catches that year, but that was a great play against Kent State for sure. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. Uh, I wish that the Mims catch against Tech, I wish there would have been more time like to kind of watch that unfold. And But it was a, it was a penalty. It was declined, and we're on to the next snap before you hardly even got to – to see how cool that that catch was, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Usually, there's a minute to kind of bask in how awesome something is, but that there wasn't at all in that moment. The snap was so quick, we wouldn't have gotten a boomer after the first down if it was a home game, because that's how quickly they snapped it. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Levy, right. there's some criticism. Um, after an awesome play, he needs to slow it down so we can watch it again on the replay monitor. Yeah, call a timeout. Games. Call a timeout. Let's let's uh, let's watch that sucker about fifteen times. Anything else to answer Teddy? Moments? To answer Teddy's question, no. Texas fans got more drunk, more loud, <laughs> and more insufferable as the beatdown persisted. As they should, as they should, um, and you can't get mad at them for that because uh, that day will come for us in the near future. So. Let them have their fun. Gavin Freeman. We've, we've done that a couple of times to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. More, well, more than a couple of times. Gavin Freeman's touchdown run. Going all the way that back to game awesome. one, but that was awesome, man. That was cool. That was awesome. It was like, 
Wow, what a what a reverse run by Drake Stoops. That was amazing. <laughs> and it, no, no, that's Gavin Freeman, actually. He's yeah, the uh, yeah. red shirt walk-on. Drake Stoops has to come back next year because it's the – a lot of times the only real indicator in how many visiting fans or visiting OU fans are at a stadium when you're watching it on TV. Oh, man. Stoops! He got a, he got a huge Stoops in, in Lubbock. I couldn't tell if it was a boo from Tech or if it was a Stoops from OU fans. Like there wasn't a whole lot of fans there. Period. Much less OU fans. And like some of those Stoops calls were some of the were the loudest the crowd was the entire night. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> losing 185 pounds of feces when Muleshoe left was the single best moment <laughs> of the year. Ah. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I'm with Tyler. The utter roar and vibration from the Nebraska crowd Hey-o. after their first score when they still thought they had a shot was bucket list fulfilled. Fantastic trip, Greg from Lawton. Greg really loved the yep. vibration after that uh, touchdown. No wonder that stadium stays full even when they have losing uh, seasons. Yeah, and the student section's always uh, packed. Yeah. Yeah. Um very good stuff. Very good stuff. All right, that's it. A quick timeout. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. I'm optimistic about all of it. I, I'm not like fans, and I, I understand people's concern, and we're not used to being 6-6. Six and six. So take it all the right way. I'm... I believe totally in Brent and his staff. Um, I'm, I'm aware of how we lose. Uh, we lost our last, the last three games we lost were by three points. And I think all of them maybe on the last drive. Uh, well, this one, last one tied it up and then they ended up, you know, kicking a field goal. And I thought ours was good, but I, you know, I, I haven't seen enough about that to know. But um, I was celebrating when it went over and it's like, oh, it's, they called it no good. But regardless of that, I'm never going to overreact. I'm going to always, how, how close are we? And we're pretty close. And I get, as a coach, and I get it, I, I would say, as Brent has said, we have to be a better as players and as coaches to make those two, three plays that change the game. So I'm not saying no one's taking responsibility, and it's okay. What I'm saying is it's not that far off. And, and, if, and I know the, that dedication, the commitment of these coaches, that we'll get it right. Um, you know, they'll, we'll be able to make those two, three plays overall in a game that all to stop at the end of the game that wins it. Well, there you go. There's Bob Stoops uh, exactly one hour ago live on The Ref talking with Teddy and I about the 2022 season and a whole lot more. What, what do you think about those comments from Bob last hour? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with anything he said. I think he's, I think he's right. I think, um, I mean, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long-term view of things, and I think right now that's, that's – just what you have to have, you know. You have to have a long-term view. the The season didn't go the way you want it to, and you just kind of have to kind of sit back and evaluate on what it means moving forward. And 
I'm uh, I'm happy with everything that he said. But everyone will admit, yes, that can't go six and six next year. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can go eight and four next year. You, you the, the biggest thing is you got to figure out a way to win these close games. There are a lot of things yeah. that need to be accomplished. And I don't know if you accomplished that in the off season or not, but. Yeah, they, um, they they didn't perform well in close games. That's That's got to change. Because I'm going to guess next year, man, they're probably going right. to play in a lot of close games next year as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably that's, that's so. That's without knowing what the landscape of the conference is going to look like or anything. But I think we all, there's going to be several close games next year. Right. you got to turn the tide on those. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that. I think that's going to be the case. I think you'll have a, a bunch of close football games, most likely. Um, you know, and that's that's right now not knowing who's going to be on the team next year, right? Who transfers out? Who transfers in? Um, you know, I fully expect this team to take a very sizable step from what we saw this year, and you know. I, even if they do that, I don't think it necessarily means that you don't play a bunch of really close football games next year, yeah. right? Speaking of next year, when's the schedule going to be released? Didn't uh, your mark say that it was going to be in like late November maybe that the schedule was – I don't know. It's kind of it's waiting on that to drop. Maybe yeah, probably after the conference championship game I would imagine. But let's get the schedule out. Come on, let's go. I want to see right. it. Yeah, no, it's um, they're. I don't know. They're they're. I bet a lot of it has to do with television contract stuff. They're trying to get worked out. You know, um, it's going to be a different conference next year. That's for sure. Um, I can't wait to see the schedule. Which, you know what? Delay it as long as you can. We need some content for after the new year. <laughs> no kidding. So you're adding four new teams to the league. That means you're not going to play. You're not. You won't have four teams in the conference on your schedule next year, I guess. So, your guess is as good as mine as to who those teams are going to be. Maybe Oklahoma State is uh, lobbying to where OU is not going to be on, the, on their schedule next year. Right. Uh, do you think they make? Oh, I know a lot of people are saying they're going to make us go on the road to a bunch of different places. The, the new teams coming in, do you think that's going to be the case? Oh, I'm sure they're going to make them go to – well, who's going to be the best out of the four? UCF probably. They'll probably have to go to UCF and who's ever better, BYU or Cincinnati. Probably Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that's the one place I don't want to go. UCF? Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. No, since, well, well – Cincinnati. I guess I'd, I wouldn't mind UCF as much. Um, I, in, in and out, quick. Like a bowl game in Orlando, I want no part of. But like a quick trip in and out to Orlando, see that stadium, see that campus, I got no problem Why with that. Why don't you want to go to Cincinnati? I'd rather go to Cincinnati over Orlando next year. Is that right? I mean, yeah, yeah. that may be true. That may be true. What's your beef with really? Cincinnati? Uh, it's. I guess I really don't have one. I guess my real beef is just with Houston. Oh well, yeah. Everyone, it, people in Houston have a beef with Houston. Yeah. The question is, which which one's worse, Houston or Dallas? Houston. Because of the humidity, puts it over the top. 
because of the humidity and because it's just it's almost the same thing but it's further away you know? <laughs> at least dallas is like two and a half uh yeah. three hours away god houston is not the longest drive i've ever done but it's it's the worst one i don't i don't know why it, it's you know why awful. it's the longest drive because you have to drive through dallas yeah, that's why probably golly or even i-35 it's, south at this point i drove to yeah. Purcell. i drove to purcell for the pregame show on Saturday and still hit a decent amount of traffic on I-35 South. Yeah. It's the wor- That's go. the only, and I mean the only, good thing about not playing in the Big 12 championship on Saturday is you don't have to deal with that crap. Right. Yeah. Well, I'd still, I, th- that is the only reason, but I would, uh, over going six and six to be able to go play in the Big Twelve Championship game, I would deal yeah, with give it. Give it to me all day long. Yeah, I would deal with it. Give it to me all day long. Um, anyone even care about the playoff rankings that are going to be released tonight? Were you all just totally checked out of that, uh, or is there some legitimate interest? No, I'm not. I'm I'm interested, but I guess I'm not. I'm more interested in. I guess I really don't care. I know how they're going to look. It's going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC in some order, right? And it's probably going to be in the order I just uh, laid out. Like, that's not all that interesting to me. What's interesting to me is what in the world happens if TCU and USC both lose well, on Saturday. Let's find out. I knew that you were going to go there, so I have the all states. Playoff predictor pulled up on ESPN. Uh, We'll say Clemson wins the ACC title game. We'll say Georgia beats LSU. Kansas State beats TCU. Michigan beats Purdue. And Utah beats USC. That's That's the scenario you want, right? Yes. Georgia, Michigan are your one and two. TCU's your three. Ohio State's your four. And it's really not even close. Bama's next, wow. but it has like Bama at a 26% chance, Ohio State at an 80% chance to make it. So yeah. USC is completely off the table, not even in the discussion, and TCU still makes it as the three seed is what they think. Wow. What if TCU loses and the University of Southern Cal wins? Uh, okay, Ohio State? See. TCU. You said TCU loses and USC wins? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me let me go back here. And I'm guessing it's going to be Georgia, Michigan, USC, and Ohio State. I did one earlier today that was all chaos. Like all of the underdogs win in every single game, including LSU, and the four popped out: Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. The one that I just had. Yeah. So okay, Clemson beats North Carolina. Georgia beats LSU. Kansas State beats TCU. Michigan beats Purdue, and USC beats Utah. That has Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, Ohio State 4, and USC 5. So they they think that TCU is in regardless of what happens. Wow. Which is surprising. Man, that's interesting. If, if that's the case, buddy, lay the house on Kansas State. You know? Well, you're getting two and a half points. I kind of like him regardless of the situation. More the, 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 I, more I do the too. Goes on. But I've been in that position specifically before. 
against Kansas State, actually, where everyone is saying that you're in whether you win or lose. Mm. Like that is not a good. That's not a good mindset to have going into a football game. Greatest team ever. Stop it. I'm just reminding you that that's what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I saw an argument of like, well, yeah, but you got to factor in the home field advantage that TCU's going to have. I mean, come on, it's only you know less than 30 minutes away from campus. I I don't think that there's going to be an overwhelming home field advantage for TCU. Hell, uh, there was about 8,000 Baylor fans that showed up in 2019. And Waco's just right down the street. So, I've seen it before. I've seen TCU play in that game before. They're not going to pack the house. And Kansas State, will they'll, they'll bring some fans. They're not the biggest yeah. fan base either, but Kansas State will travel for that. K-State, I think K-State will travel really well for Good, that. Dude, is this their first Big 12 championship game appearance in 19 Since 2003. years? Oh, my gosh, it is. That's crazy. Yeah. Which... Uh, I still think it's crazy and a, and a good thing that every single year since the reinstatement of the Big 12 championship game, there's been a new team in it. A first-time team has made it. Yep. That's that's a really, really nice streak, and that's that's what you want. And I can hear everyone right now, well, that's because there's no good teams in the Big 12. So stupid. Whatever. I'm not saying that there's a an Alabama and Georgia in the Big 12, okay? Get over it. Yes, Georgia's really good now. Amazing. Let's all just, you know, spend hours a day fawning over how great Georgia and Alabama are. Don't care. I Ultimately, I think everyone would agree that playoffs, championships, ultimately are better whenever there's new teams in it often. Going to get that in the playoff right? this year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 what you want. That's how everyone gets engaged. That's how everyone still feels like they have a chance. That's how, you know, um, you know fan, more fan bases get bought in and stay bought in throughout an entire year, so... Am I the only one annoyed that every time I do one of these scenarios, Ohio State continually pops up as the number four, te- the last team in? God, I don't want to yeah. see Ohio State in. I they played one good team this year. Am I missing I something? I don't count Penn State as a good team because Penn State, um, every time they play a good team, they they completely fold. But they played one good team this year in Michigan, and they got destroyed at home. I don't need to see Ohio State. I know how they're going to match up in the playoff. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, Ohio State um, played one good team, and they lost to them, Michigan. And Penn State played two good teams, Michigan and Ohio State, and they lost to both of those teams. Like, they've got a long list of losing record football teams that they beat this year. Yeah, Their best win is against Purdue. <laughs> Who, granted, is playing for the Big Ten Championship, but it's by default because Iowa lost to Nebraska on uh, yeah. on Friday. Yeah, look, That's look, their best win of the year. I just, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not that naive. I know what goes on. Please, 
please don't put in Ohio State or Alabama. I, I Especially Alabama, man. As much as I talk about Ohio State not deserving it, Alabama absolutely does not deserve it either. Well, I, I you hear put you, in, but... You should put in Tennessee over Alabama if it gets to that point. They actually beat them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. The problem is you quickly run out of options I, very, very fast. The deserving teams are very few. There's honestly, there's four of them. It <laughs> should almost stop yeah. right now and just be like, okay, yeah, let's do whatever. The BCS title game, uh, Georgia yeah. and Michigan. Have at it. Yeah, let's let's just. Uh, I think they should draw the, everything. The two and, na- every other team in the country gets their name put in a hat, and we draw out two random teams. That way, Texas can actually make the college football playoff. Maybe they get their name yeah. drawn out of a hat. How about you just take like the top uh, six teams in the rankings and uh, go Royal Rumble style uh, death match and the four coaches, the first two coaches to die in the cage match are eliminated from the playoff. Um, would everyone pile in on um, Jim- Jimbo Fisher would be, yeah, <laughs> like the Hunger Games, the first target. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher would be the first target. Uh, now, hey, let me talk myself good. out of this now, all right? Hey, hey, a and best 5-7 and seven team in the country if you want to look at it. Look at, the, look at the resume, boys. Look at the resume. Yeah, Jimbo <laughs> be the first to go. Hey, real quick before we hit a break, uh, Ryan DePew on Twitter is right. The Big 12 schedule for OU next year is going to be at West Virginia, at BYU, and at UCF in consecutive weeks. <laughs> Uh, they're going to throw back uh, 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 Ames, Iowa in there, too, uh, perhaps. Probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye. Next, stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Yeah. Um, this is fascinating. The College Football Playoff Committee, Tyler, has issued a Wednesday deadline to the Rose Bowl. What they have said is you have to agree to the terms of the playoff expansion for it to happen in 2024. If the Rose Bowl does not agree, Tyler, to what they've what they've laid out and how it could happen in 2024, then everyone has to play out the current contract all the way through, through 2025, and they're going to lose $450 million in revenue. And because they are basically amending the current contract with ESPN, it has to be unanimous, and everyone that's involved has to agree. And it looks like, as of right now, the only party in the whole thing that's not in agreement is the Rose Bowl. Of course now, it is. Of course. Some people have said that, well, you know, we're not saying that the Rose Bowl is the only thing holding it up right now. You know, there's there's possibly some other snags but like this is it like essentially and they've issued like it has to happen now so they can like all the host cities and everyone can get their ducks in a row for the 2024 season to have a 12 team playoff yep 
and they've said that they got to have it done by Wednesday. Well, you know what? Good riddance. Um, quit being a pain. You put yourself in this situation. Whatever it means, I, I hope the Rose Bowl's not a part of it. I don't care. But, here's, but this is the problem, though. I, I know. I know. I just – I. Whatever has to happen, I know it could slow things down. I don't want to have to go to Los Angeles for a college football game. Even though the setting there is great, forget them, man. They want to act like this, then move on. Yeah. Well, I agree, but the problem is I don't want to, I don't want to wait until 2026 for a 12-team playoff. And if the Rose Bowl doesn't agree by tomorrow to do it in 2024 – then we're all going to have to wait. Everyone's going to have to wait until 2026, and whenever that happens, the Rose Bowl will not Chance be Chance I'm willing to take you. just to stick it to the Rose Bowl and they lose out on their uh, – well, they won't lose out on their game, but it'll quickly get kicked down a, a well, peg or two. They still may not be – even if they agree to this, they still may not be a part of the new contract, uh, I guess, which, um, you know, it's interesting. I was reading through – the, like what the 12-team playoff agreement is. And there's a couple of things in there, one specifically that I I didn't know, which, first of all, if they do go ahead and, and they are able to get it done, it'll be the same thing. The, the semis will be where they were set to be in 24, Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl, and in 25, Fiesta and Peach. And for anyone that doesn't know exactly how the 12-team layout is going to be, um. The, the teams that get the bye are the highest-ranked conference champs. So it's not just the highest-ranked teams. It's the highest-ranked conference champs get the bye. Um, and we all know that the, the first round is home sites, the yep. quarters and the semis are in bowl games, and championship game will be played at a, at a neutral location. So um, Yeah, big day tomorrow for the future of the sport for sure, man. Yep. That's all I got. I thought that was uh, fascinating, and I hope there. I wish there was a way to have it in 2024 without the Rose Bowl because uh, they pissed me off. A lot of these awards, um, the finalists have been announced: Bolitnikov, uh, Doak Walker, all mm-hmm. that. Michael Turk was not listed as a finalist for the Ray Guy Award. Uh, the punter from Cincinnati, Michigan State, and Rutgers was on there. Apparently, South Carolina's punter was awesome and should have been on yeah. here. Shane Beamer says, do the people that vote on this actually watch football? What a joke. I love it. <laughs> love it so much from Shane Beamer that he said that. I saw that Turk wasn't on it. Do you know who the list was? That's what, that's what I just said. Uh, Mace, uh, the, the punters from Cincinnati, Michigan State, and Rutgers were on there. Those were the oh, three. The dude from Kansas State was awesome, too. Um, I guess they didn't have – Turk on there because of uh, whenever he punted that ball in the end zone against West Virginia. Eh, That made me so so mad. (laughs) Uh, Oklahoma State announced $55 million renovations to Boone Pickens Stadium over the next few years. Guess what it includes? Guess what it is? Hmm. New LED lighting coming to Boone Pickens Stadium. Guess they want them a light show, too. Are they they should do like another jumbotron picture in picture inside the one that they currently have, <laughs> right? If that one's not out already outrageous enough, seriously. Oh, that's um, good. The U.S. beat Iran today, one nil. Yeah. How about that? They're marching on, and the Iran players basically, their families were threatened. Like, hey, yeah. 
you better act right during the national anthem or your families are going to get it, which I can't even imagine going through that. It's awful. Massive protests going on in Iran right now. Um, I guess the uh, uh, a woman was killed when she was in custody, taken into custody for not wearing the uh, hijab, and there's a bunch of protests that are going on. A bunch of people have been killed and arrested, and the Iranian uh, team didn't sing the national anthem in protest, and after that uh, stunt, the uh, the regime started threatening their families. Yeah. So there you um, go. So Miami, they do a thing where you know they don't have an on-campus stadium, right? So they'll bus students over, I think for free. I'm, I, I, I'm sure it's free. They bus students over from campus to the stadium for home games. Make it easier, more students go. Yeah. Well, they played their final home game of the season last Saturday against Pitt. And apparently, zero students signed up to go, and there was not a single student bus running from campus to the stadium. Now, they got beat down by Pitt at home, so I guess the students made a good choice not to go. I don't know. But Miami finishes their season at 5-7. and seven. They're not going to a mm. bowl game. That's pretty embarrassing, though. Yikes. Yeah. That sucks. Um, whenever you've had a bad year, um, you know, you've got – what Thanksgiving going on? So maybe all the students are out of town. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's tough. Which you know, it's it's kind of fun to laugh at with Miami. You know, we've talked about that's one of the big hangups that they have is where they play and like where their stadium is and all of that stuff. But I don't like that for the players. You know, sure. it's it's not cool to come jogging out of the tunnel and see an empty stadium. Yeah. Um, Kelvin Sampson at Houston has the number one basketball team in the country right now. So hey! I'd throw, there, okay. throw that in there as well. Uh, I got a Teddy Lehman today. today. I'm going to take off early today. So if this is what it feels like to do three hours of radio, buddy, this feels amazing. Ooh, Isn't it? This is, uh, that was like good. No, that was nothing. It was nothing. I know. I, I, suggest you, uh, I suggest you try it. Oh, my gosh. And then I'll take off one day a week. I guess I'll talk to you next on Thursday. Dang. Yeah. Well, have fun. What are you, where are you going? You have so something So Charlotte, our 12-year-old, she has a uh, acting showcase uh, here in about 30 minutes. So she's awesome, very talented, so that's going to be really cool. All right. Well, um, I'm anxious to hear how it goes. Uh, tell her good luck. and uh, It'll get my mind off of Caleb Williams being the massive favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, at least for an hour. He's minus 2,200. C.J. Stroud is plus 2,500. He has the next best odds. God. Let's let's be honest. You'll be watching your phone and I will the college not. football playoff rankings. I will not. I will not. Not promise. the showcase. I will not. All right, dude. Safe right, travels. Have fun. Uh, see you Thursday. All right, quick timeout. We will wrap up hour number two next with Drake Dyken on the board. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. Rush is back. Hour number two rolls on. Final segment here. Drake Dyken taking over on the board from Tyler McComas. Oh, what'd you think of Coach Venables last night? You were there for the uh, for the coaches show. Uh, kind of familiar, uh, where it st- starts off kind of somber, and by the end of the show, you get the same upbeat, energetic Brent Venables. 
Yeah, I mean, it was really reflective is probably the best way I can put it. That first about 15 minutes or so. Uh, then, you know, he kind of gets uh, into that timeout and you guys uh, have the autograph line come through and everything. And it kind of, you can tell that that kind of stuff helps lift his spirits as far as getting to interact with the fans and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the thing, the big takeaway from me last night with him was there's nobody that is wearing the frustration uh, more than he is himself about how it is that this OU football season's gone. And that's yeah. the big takeaway for me. <laughs> and you can feel it whenever he has to painfully relive every single play that went wrong throughout the game. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, and then. On fourth and seven, we've got, you know, a blitz called, and, you know, we, it's coming from both sides, and one side comes, and the other side just doesn't come on the blitz and uh, would have been scot-free, and, you know, and <laughs> it's just, it's brutal. <laughs> I, I, I know, I'll tell you what's interesting is uh, I, when I played for the man, he was the same exact way as he is now, but I – I, I stepped in whenever it was already at a much higher level. I, whenever I got there as, as a freshman, now it wasn't perfect in 2000, but it got, it got pretty good pretty fast, especially defensively uh, and even offensively. But I, I don't, so I don't know how he mentally handles like some of the mistakes out there are just like mistakes that are unheard of. Like a guy not, not blitzing and not getting the signal to blitz on a fourth and seven, like that's something that I can't even process. Like, what, what, how would he would handle that? I mean, just like the slightest mistake is beyond upsetting to the man. I can't imagine what what something like that is. So, luckily, the difference is that he had to go through something similar, not quite to this extent with Clemson. Yeah. So he's had to see how to start things over fresh on defense already. So that's the one benefit he yep. has. No, that's true. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.